This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to join with you on this first week of Advent. Our guest speaker today is Major Malcolm Martin and he's going to be getting us started on our Advent theme of comfort and joy as he speaks about ancient truths, modern times. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, as we enter this season of Advent, our hearts are filled with anticipation and hope. We come before you with gratitude for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who brings comfort and joy to our lives. Lord, in this season of waiting, help us to reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. May we open our hearts to receive the love and grace that you freely offer. Comfort us in times of trouble and guide us with your light when we feel lost. We thank you for the gift of Jesus, the embodiment of your love and mercy. May his birth be a reminder of the joy that comes from knowing you. Help us to share that joy with those around us. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Last December saw a degree of outrage within some social media circles and certain sections of the mainstream press when it emerged that a church had used an alternative version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Replacement verses, intended to make the carol more inclusive, included the lines God rest you also women who by men have been erased, through history ignored and scorned, defiled and displaced. Remember that your stories too are held within God's grace as well as, God rest you queer in questioning, your anxious hearts be still. These additions were viewed by critics as promoting ideology instead of the gospel. Now, the loss of the verses outlining the Christmas story might certainly be seen as unfortunate, but it's also true that there is no shortage of other carols that portray the nativity story, and the updated song seems to have been used within a service that did also include carols in their traditional forms. But updating the lyrics to one of the oldest English language carols was always going to be a touchy subject. Even though some of the lyrics have changed subtly over the years and the fullest version with seven verses is seldom used. The carol was first published in the 1760s but may date back to at least the 16th century. The phrase, rest you merry, meaning remain in peace and happiness, was used in a couple of Shakespeare's plays. And on occasions over the years, a shifting comma has linked Mary with gentlemen, giving the first line a somewhat different sentiment. No less a figure than Charles Dickens made this mistake in A Christmas Carol. Although in any event, it seems likely that Scrooge would have had as little time for resting Mary as he did for Mary Gentlemen. But across all versions of the carol, the abiding theme is that the Christmas message is one that brings tidings of comfort and joy, two themes that are frequently expressed throughout the Bible. The familiar words of Isaiah chapter 40 offer such a message. Comfort my people, says our God, comfort them. Encourage the people of Jerusalem. Tell them they have suffered long enough and their sins are now forgiven. I have punished them in full for all their sins. A voice cries out, Prepare in the wilderness a road for the Lord. Clear the way in the desert for our God. 
fill every valley, level every mountain. The hills will become a plain and the rough country will be made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it. The Lord himself has promised this. This promise was offered to a people in exile who had been forced to leave their homes, who had suffered the destruction of their city and who were unable to worship as they once did. They had been forced to rethink aspects of what they believed. Had God abandoned them? Was their God powerless against opposing forces? Such was their loss of hope and sense of despair that they found themselves unable to sing their usual songs of praise. Instead, they sat down and wept at the situation that they found themselves in. And these words of comfort speak across the centuries to people in situations of despair who need to know and experience the comfort of God's presence. The Jewish theologian Abraham Heschel said of this passage that no words have ever gone further in offering comfort when a sick world cries. People at their lowest ebb would no doubt have welcomed this promise that their period of hardship was coming to an end, that God knew how severe their suffering had been and that despite the human tendency to stray, God would gather and redeem them through unmerited grace. The repeated urging from God to comfort my people, to express gentle compassion to those who are grieving, is couched in the language of covenant, reminding them that they could trust in God's unfailing love. They would come to see that God's sovereign purpose is redemption and not destruction. This comforting message of Isaiah chapter 40 also includes a focus on action, on God who comes to offer aid in a context of despair who inspires people to act and to prepare the way for the glory of the Lord to return with them to Jerusalem. The image of a way in the wilderness both recalls the events of the Exodus and reverses the vision of Ezekiel 11, where God's glory has left the building and the city. But this message is not just for the people in exile. All people will see the glory of the Lord. And in a similar way, the Christmas message of comfort and joy is not just for Christians gathering for their carol services, whatever they might be singing. It's a message that the whole world needs to take note of. World events still often seem to replace comfort with suffering and despair, while some people seem to only find joy in the misfortune and downfall of others. We need a deeper sense of comfort and joy that can cut through despair to bring true hope. At the end of Isaiah chapter 40, we see hope in the impact that God's comforting presence has on the lives of individuals. Those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. They will rise on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not grow weak. And the period of Advent is a valuable opportunity to consider how we are preparing to celebrate the coming of the Lord. Are there mountains and hills of pride and selfishness that need to be levelled? Are there valleys of hopelessness and despair that need to be lifted up? Do we need to renew our trust in the Lord that we might find our strength rejuvenated, so that in the words of Walter Brueggemann we might be energised, empowered and capable of living a faithful life? 
The final verse of the updated version of God Rest You Mary offered these lines. God rest your mind, O humankind, let strife and conflict cease. Remember love is active here and only to increase, to carry us to wellsprings of God's joyous hope and peace. This is a prayer that's badly needed in the current global context. This would truly be tidings of comfort and joy. As a prayer, I offer you the words of another modernised carol, this time based on O Little Town of Bethlehem. O sad and troubled Bethlehem, we hear your longing cry for peace and justice to be born and cruel oppression die. How deep your need for that great gift of love in human form. Let Christ in you be seen again and hearts by hope made warm. Amazingly and lovingly, Jesus the child has come and brought to birth through human pain makes broken hearts his home. He comes to comfort all who weep, to challenge every wrong, and living with the weak and poor becomes their hope, their song. Amen.
as we journey towards the celebration of Jesus' birth. May God's presence be a constant comfort, guiding your steps and lifting your spirits, filling each moment with hope and joy. Go forth with faith, knowing that the light of hope will lead you through the weeks ahead. May the blessings of this Advent season enrich your life and bless all whom you encounter. Amen. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and God bless.